You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, this is Lee Fuller, and you're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. I am so happy to have you here, and today we're going to be continuing our series on work and particularly choosing a career. Now, this I've got some, some questions and some people that are um, looking to how do I um, find God's God how do I find God's guidance when searching for a career? And you know what? This has a lot to do with our Western mentality. Because when we look in scripture, oh, wait, I'm, I'm jumping into it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so excited to cover this that I'm jumping right into it. But before I do that, I want to say, hey, have you subscribed to the podcast? Have you, uh, are you following us on social media? Are you following us on TikTok? Are you checking out our content on Instagram? If not, then you're really only getting half the experience. We do have the podcast, but on a daily basis, I'm going through and I'm sharing different principles and going through scripture, going through the Bible in real life. So if you want to join us over there, that would be awesome. Now, let's do a little bit of a recap. So last week, we talked about um, the biblical view of work. And you know, I had never done a a study on the biblical view of work. And I realized that work started before Genesis chapter three. Work started before the curse. I'm not going to go back into it, but it is on last week's episode, on the last episode. Now, today we want to talk about and continue that conversation about choosing a career. So when I look through scripture, I do see different careers, but um, and I, I see how people got into those careers via various means, right? So let's let's clear the air first. Number one, understand that God can supernaturally call you um, into your career, right? We know that um, God said that David and uh, Saul, they were particularly called to be king, okay? So, um, yes, God does call people into government service. God called people into political power, etc. We see Samuel was dedicated in the temple by his mom. So before, while Samuel was even a little kid, his mom dropped him off at the temple and he was dedicated to be a helper or a servant at the temple, right? A lot of this is happening before uh, this happened to Samuel while he was a little kid. He really didn't have a decision. Um, judges were put in positions due to circumstances or their own initiative, right? So as we're looking at some of these things, we're starting to see how people are being placed in various positions different ways. There's a supernatural calling for the kings. We saw that parents had placed Samuel in the, the work at the temple. Judges, a person saw a need and filled the need, right? And they became a judge. So circumstance and initiative really pushed people into their career choice. In Isaiah, we see that God said in Isaiah 6, God was looking for a man 
looking for someone to um, who would minister. And Isaiah volunteered. He said, here am I, Lord, send me, right? Um, we see that in the Bible, there were these craftsmen, uh, Bezalel and Aholab, and they were just um, craftsmen that had picked up a trade in Egypt, right? And then uh, when God was building the tabernacle, he gave them insight into the plans on how to design things. So wait a minute. So I'm seeing kings, I'm seeing priests, I'm seeing prophets, I'm seeing political leaders, I'm seeing craftsmen and workmen, but I'm also seeing how they are being placed in those positions various different ways. So Lee, what are you saying? Huh. Choosing a career <laughs> has a lot to do with what God has to say and what God's plans are, right? So as I'm looking through scripture, um, the Bible doesn't really focus a whole lot on career choice. Like, um, and, and I think here's why. First of all, let's take us out of the Western mindset. So uh, as of today, I'm recording this podcast in the United States. <laughs> um, and uh, in the United States, there are multiple choices. A person really feels that, hey, um, I can choose to go to a school, choose to study something, and choose to become that thing, right? Hey, I went to school as a business major because I knew and understood that uh, I believe I want to work in business. I like, I felt I had a need for leadership, a call, you know, a, a gift for leadership, and I like business. I like things being created and people managed and so forth. That's kind of my my thing, right? Um, and my my wife, she she loves journalism, so she went as a communications major. Um, uh, my brother, he loves engineering and computers, so he went in computers. My other brother's an electrician and blah blah blah. So um, when you started start to look at there's so many choices. A person can kind of decide that they want to be a certain thing, right? Well, in Bible times, it wasn't that wasn't always the case. There wasn't always these choices, right? If you were from a little village, you know, then your your career opportunities in that village may be a little limited. Maybe you're a blacksmith, or maybe you're a shepherd, or maybe you're a, you know. Uh, the, whatever is needed in that village. Maybe you sell fruit or maybe you sell, you know, um, pick corn or hay. Maybe you your skill was just so close. And many times a person just really followed in the pattern of their parents, right? I remember in school, we did a, we did a, um, you know, like go back and this is before Ancestry.com and all that. But, um, uh, you would look to see what your last name meant, right? You know, what's guild or or, or history of your name? Well, last name Fuller um, would come from a trade, right? A Fuller of cloth, right? So there's a long history, the name Fuller. Now, as an African-American, I realized that, that how I got the name may not have been because my family itself... <laughs> was a fuller. But uh, my point is, uh, the last name Fuller, a fuller of cloth, right? A person that would 
Uh, they could be a tailor or a seamstress or a person that dyes cloths or a person that sews clothes, etc., etc., right? Um, my point is, many times you just followed in what your parents did. You just, hey, if your parent was a, a craftsman or, you know, a, a horseshoe maker, <laughs> I don't know, a blacksmith, a horseshoe maker, yes, horseshoe maker. Um, if your parent was a blacksmith, then you did more blacksmith work, right? So um, my point is, you really did kind of what your parents did, right? So wait a minute. And we know from scripture that if your parent was a priest, then you were in the tribe of Levi and you kind of were a priest. Like we already knew what you were going to be, right? If your um uh, many believe that Jesus's dad, Joseph, his earthly father, was a carpenter. So Jesus himself was trained as a carpenter, right? Um, so this whole choice of, hey, what am I going to be? What do I want to do? Is it wasn't always a a, a thought in 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 biblical times. You did what your family did, or you did what your um, the needs of the society or the needs of the village, right? So that could be an answer for why there isn't as much, you know, seeking direction on a career advice in the Bible, okay? But um, with that said, I do want to give some principles, right, for how we should apply, um, how some principles that can apply to making decisions, kind of broad, zooming out, broaden the topic a little bit, making decisions, but also um, you being um, in a career or doing work that you can be proud of and that uh, that God gets the glory from, okay? So with all that said, let's look at a couple of things. I think it's important and as I'm dealing with young people and different ones, I really try to show that there's kind of three three different aspects. And let's define them a little bit. There's a job, there's a career, and there's a calling, right? So your job, hey, that's a task. That's something you get paid for, right? Hey, uh, hey I got a job as an Uber driver. Or I got a job as a... As a um, you know, what's the person that goes and picks up uh, stuff at Publix? Uh, a shift? Is it shift? Um, either way, you know, like there's the job economy, right? Hey, I, I drop I, I drop off the Walmart stuff or for the food. Well, you know, people have different jobs, right? It's something you do that you can get paid for. Um, a career is something that you kind of work at over time and you develop. And you grow into that career over time, right? And then there's a calling. A calling is where your spiritual gifting really shines through. Where your spiritual gifting um, allows you to love others and help with their needs at the same time. So uh, I think there is a place um, and there's instruction for people at each level, okay? So let's, let's look at that. If right now you find yourself in a job, hey, this is just something I do to get paid, 
Um, that's important because the Bible says that we are supposed to provide for our families. Uh, we are supposed to work. We're supposed to be industrious. So we know in Proverbs that the, the mother that would, would uh, the virtuous woman would provide certain things to help support her household, right? Job. It's okay. If you're like, hey, I just have a job. You know, I don't feel like I'm in my in my my deepest calling and my my deepest needs being fulfilled, but I'm working. Listen, um, many times in the Old Testament uh, and in the New Testament, um, there were little slave girls. Uh, I can remember the story of Naaman. I love the story of Naaman, but there was a little slave girl that said, "Oh man, Naaman was a leper," and she said. If Naaman could only see um, the prophet of Israel, you know, the God of Israel, then he could get healed for his leprosy, right? Here is my point of telling this story. Even if right now you're in a job, you are just doing something to get paid, you still have a opportunity to be a witness, to do the the work of the Lord, right? You have the opportunity to be a light in a dark place. You have the opportunity to be, um, to still be on purpose, right? Uh, God's purpose for humanity is to glorify him. So regardless, you may say, Lee, um, right now I'm not in my deepest passion. I just get up and I go to work because we got to make some money, got to put food on the table. Listen, if you switch it and realize that, hey, you are called, you are destined to give God glory, then in any job that you have, if you just, hey, just making the donuts, right? You can be in your purpose of glorifying God, being a light to the world, and showing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Right. So I want to encourage those people that may feel that right now I'm in a job. You know, this isn't what I decided to be when I was a little kid. Uh, I don't feel like this is a career choice that I plan to be in for a long time. Um, but I am just working so that I can can support myself or my family or what have you. Listen, even in that state, you can. Um, Bible says, whatsoever thy hand find to do, do it with thy might, right? You can glorify God in your attitude toward work. You can glorify God in your honesty, in your position. I remember when I first moved to Tampa, um, having a military background, I was looking at security, right? And one of the security jobs I put in for was a security guard at, um, there's a place called M South, M M South. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a check cashing place. I was like, listen, I'll be security guard at a check cashing cashing place because why? I need a job. I need to make some money. I need to pay this, pay my bills, <laughs> right? Um, but knowing that I can give God glory whatever occupation I am in, and the same can be true to you. If you may feel like this isn't a career choice, you can still give God glory. Even in a job, right? I'm just making money. Next, a career. <clears throat> now, career is something you do long term and you develop and grow in. You provide income, you know, for your family. Now, usually careers are 
Um, it's, it's helpful if when you're choosing a career, then you start to look at your gifting, right? You start to look at what gifts do you have that can be um, utilized in the gift. And I want to, as I'm talking about gifting, I want to kind of, I read an article and it kind of broke down gifting into a couple different areas. I know sometimes when we think of gifting, uh, sometimes we go directly to the ministry gifts, right? Uh, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. Yes, these are gifts, but these are ministry gifts, right? These are to be used um, they can be used in the context of your church, uh, in the context of soul winning, in the context of building the kingdom of God. But, you know, we also have um, this list of gifts that's found in Romans chapter 12. And I want to share that this gift in Romans chapter 12. Um, and that is Romans 12, 6 through 8. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage and give uh, encouragement, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's leading, then do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So as we're looking at these different type of what this article called motivational gifts, we see that, wait a minute, these are gifts like leading and teaching and encouraging and serving and giving and mercy, right? Now, as we look at these, we see um, careers that can fall in line with certain gifts, right? So if there's a mercy gift, then maybe that leads you into political or community service or social work or different things because you have this gift of mercy. Um, perhaps it could lead you into nursing in certain things, right? If you have a gift of teaching, then teaching could lead you, obviously, into teaching, could lead you into um, professors, could lead you into writing books where you're an author, can lead you into speaking, right? Can lead you into presentation um, professions. So maybe that's sales or certain things, right? Um, so when you identify these gifts that you have, then you can find careers that help with, that help align you with these gifts. For me, I felt like uh, one of my gifts was leading um, and I think in King James, it calls administration. But in this text, it says, if it's to lead, do it diligently. So um, how did I discover this gift? Well, I, I realized that when I was on the football team, or uh, people would kind of listen to what I had to say, right? Yeah, I ended up being a team captain. Um, I remember when, so my gift of leading, I joined the military, right? Because I believe I had a gift of serving and a gift of leading. So that really put me in the military, you know? I'm kind of a physical guy, yada, yada, yada. So um, um, leading, you know, so I was leading soldiers. I was leading men. I was leading people, right? Also, what began to emerge is a gift of teaching. So I ended up in the S3 shop. If you don't know what the S3 shop is, that's the training side of the military, right? So 
Uh, I was leading people, so I had this administration, administrative gift or a leading gift to kind of coordinate things and lead people, et cetera. And I had this teaching gift. So I really end up in training, right? Uh, I remember I wanted to be a drill sergeant. What? Oh, my goodness. I was like, some people were like, oh, I hate drill sergeants. I hate them. I'm like, wow, look at the authority. Look at the leading. Look at the instruction. Wow, he really broke that down. Now I can I can fire this rifle. Or I can march in a line, et cetera, et cetera. So um, do this kind of evaluation of yourself to see what the gift is. Because the gift can play out in multiple arenas. Like I said, uh, being a training NCO in the military, I felt that that came from a gift of teaching and a gift of leading, right? Hey, if, you're, if your gift is encouraging, right, then perhaps being a counselor or perhaps being a, um, a speaker, right, um, a, a social media influencer, right? <laughs> if you're an encourager, um, if it's if it's giving, then perhaps you you are supposed to start a nonprofit. And I, I'm seeing now the trend how entrepreneur to entrepreneurs um, are putting this philanthropic or this this charity work side of it, right? I think of things like Tom Shoes and Bomba Socks and different things where. Um, from a giving need, they created a business around it to allow them to be able to give. Um, I forgot the company, but they dig wells and um, they built a company around digging wells and getting purifying water so that they could give water away, right? So it's interesting how if you have this gift um, toward giving, God can give you a career or a passion or a focus that allows you to operate in this gift that's not necessarily in a church. And I, I want to acknowledge this. Many times we have placed a, a difference between the sacred and the secular, right? Many times we have placed a difference between the sacred and hey, this is this is sacred work, right? Um, sometimes we think that only the Levites or those that work at a, at a church or vocational ministry, these are the only ones doing the sacred work of God, right? And I, I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. In the Bible, we didn't see much of a break between the sacred and the secular. Even when we look at just how God organized the camp, when God organized the camp in uh, the wilderness, we see that the tabernacle was in the center of the congregation. It was in the center of the tribe. So they would they would position a groups or some would camp on the north, the south, the east, and the right. <laughs> east and the west. <laughs> east and the right. Oh, my goodness. So forward, back, left, and right. North, south, east, west with the tabernacle in the middle. And I believe God is showing us, right, that... Christ needs to be in the middle. So regardless of what we're doing in our career, in our profession or whatever, God needs to be at the center of it. So there isn't this hard and fast sacred and secular, right? Those who worked um, still had to bring a sacrifice. Those who worked at the tabernacle sacrificed the sacrifice or waived the sacrifice. So both were 
needed. Both were involved in the sacred work, but they they there was this overlap, right? Um, so I wanted to dispel this, hey, this is sacred work and this is secular work. I know many times, um, I, um, I remember in elementary school and high school, um, you know, teachers would encourage me and I believe they were doing God's work that they may not have said, Hey, here is, you know, the Bible verse, you know, you can do all things to Christ or whatever, but they would say, Hey, there's something special about you. Hey, don't, um, don't, you know, get C's when you could do A's, you know, here, I want to push you. I want to stretch you. Right. What is this? This is, this is people operating in their encouraging gift. This is people that are teaching, etc. Right. I think I've, I've touched on it long enough, but so understand that if you're looking for a job, hey, go to work because there are physical needs that need to be met, etc. And know that you're still on purpose because you are doing the work of God. You're being a light. You're being salt in corruption. You are providing for your family. You're doing all these things that God has called us to do. I remember in the New Testament, the Bible even said to those that were slaves, because slaves were getting converted. They were accepting Jesus Christ. And um, Paul tells them, hey, in what situation you are in, there would be content, you know, kind of stay in your situation. So it didn't say, you know, every person that every person that worked for someone or that was uh, an endangered servant, hey, you got saved, leave your boss. No, it was like, hey, now be a better servant, be a better um, person, uh, because now you can work glorifying God in your humility and in your service, right? So that's my point on jobs, uh, on careers. Look for what God has already gifted you in. You know, there are there are gift assessments online. Um, how do you find out what your gift is? Hey, what do you pay attention to, right? Who are people you look up to and why, right? And also ask people, hey, what do you think my gift is? You know, um, what do you what do you feel like I'm good at? I as I'm looking at my children, I'm looking to see, oh wow, this person seems very gifted in this, or this daughter seems to um, gravitate toward these type of careers or these type of uh, programs or these type of classes. Right? You can see how God is placing within us these gifts that we can use in our career and kind of develop over time. But we also have to understand that we are a, we serve a God. Romans 8:28 says, "All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose." Listen, we serve a God that, regardless of what career field you're in, regardless of what job, I'm going like this because He's molding stuff. Regardless of what career field, regardless of what job, God is able to work it all together um, for our good. I know some people have been at jobs they hate and found the spouse of their dreams, right? Some people have been, um, found their calling through a position that they did not enjoy. And some, God changed the heart of what they were already doing and he let them realize that, hey, this construction company or this this roof builder, I'm able to meet certain people and 
uh, interact with people that need counsel, wisdom, and direction, right? So um, God can use you wherever you are. And lastly, I want to talk a touch briefly on calling. The calling is where your spiritual gifting to love people and help with their needs um, is when you're operating or walking in your spiritual gifting. So not only do we have physical gifting, right? Hey, a person can speak, a person can play music. When I have one daughter that's very creative, she can draw and so forth. I can't draw, she can draw, right? But there's also spiritual gifting and we can use spiritual gifting as well in career fields, right? So gift of an apostle or teacher or pastor, an evangelist, pastor, teach, prophet, I mean, pastor, teacher, yeah, and prophet, right? These ministry gifts, um, listen, I have met people with ministry gifts on work sites, right? I met a a guy, he owns a busing company, right? He, you know, he takes people, you know, you when you rent a bus, you're doing a family reunion or you're doing this big company trip, you rent a bus, right? And this person had definitely has a um a prophetic anointing. Listen, so he will give you a word of wisdom and give you insight. Um, I mean very powerful people. Um, so your calling is when you use your spiritual gifting to serve people and to help people. So my prayer is that whether you're in a job, you still operate in your calling. When you're in a career, you still operate in your calling. Allow your spiritual gifting to emanate and be used in whatever your occupation or vocation is, right? That is where I believe God gets the most glory, kind of circling back to what I said at the beginning. Back in Bible times, if you were a sheep herder, then you, if you're, if, yeah, if y'all, your family were shepherds, then you were a shepherd, right? But your spiritual gifting can work through you even as a shepherd, Acts David right? He's glorifying God and he's being a shepherd content in the field. Not only that, his brothers were also shepherds, right? So um, as we kind of wrap up today's episode on spiritual gift and choosing a career, I want to recap very quickly. Um, God can supernaturally call you into a career, you know, because we see this in we see this in with Paul, right? God knocks him off the donkey and says, hey, you're going to be a minister for me, <laughs> right? So God can supernaturally do it. I'm not saying he, he does it. But I'm saying in those instances where he doesn't, sometimes we can volunteer and say, hey, God, how the, here is a need that I see. How can you use me to meet this need, Right? Some, we can see that, hey, here's a skill set that I have. God, how can you use me um, with this skill set? Hey, Lord, I, I really understand blueprints and so forth. 
how can I use this to glorify you? So working for an architectural firm, and it doesn't have to be a firm that builds churches, right? <laughs> you know, creating buildings and different things shows the glory of God and beautifies the planet, beautifies his earth. Sometimes I see a structure and I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful structure. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the ability to appreciate beauty. I don't know how to do it, but I can appreciate the beauty and the gifting of somebody else, right? Um, understand that there are jobs, careers, and there are callings. Your job, um, first level, but everyone should have one, right? Now, you, you may be like, hey, my job is a homemaker. Um, my job is to raise the children. I get it, you know. Uh, I call those callings. <laughs> like, we are called to be great mothers and great um, um, great spouses, great wives, et cetera, et cetera, right? But if you got to go out and work and you feel like, hey, this isn't pushing me or leading me in my career, I'm just working. Listen, you can have a purpose and a call. Use your calling in that task that just makes money. Um so I think I'm going to end there. Keep this philosophy. Our first priority in life must be develop a relationship with Christ, right? If you're looking for um, how you're going to serve God in your career or you're looking for a career or how God can make the most out of your job and get you into your calling, it all starts with developing an increasingly intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, I may get into next time. Yeah, I'll get into next time how we can uh, look at some of these principles and kind of use these got some godly principles as filters as we're looking for a career. I think I'll save that for next time. But for now, if you're in a job, if you're in a career, you can make it a calling by glorifying God and using your spiritual gift in whatever state you are in. Well, my name is Lee Fuller. Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying this series on work and um, careers because each day when you get up, you're supposed to do something. And if you have to work, then let's turn that work into a calling. It, uh, and let's, let's find purpose in that work. Who can I communicate with? Who can I share the love of God with? Who can I be a source of encouragement to in that calling? If you are on a career path, something that you tend to be on long term, you know, seek to find something that in lines with some of your gifting so that you can be effective in this lifelong endeavor. Right. Um, quick story before we close. Over my life, I've been in multiple positions, but I feel like I'm using the same gifting. Does that make sense? So when I taught in the school, when I worked at the sheriff's office, when I, um, now that I'm running my own business, when I'm working at a church, when um, all of these things, I can look back and I see this thread of God using each location, each place for him to get to glory. And I see uh, that a teaching ability, a leading ability, and a serving ability has been a part of every job. So now I can look back and I say, I believe these are some of my giftings. And if these are some of my giftings, then Lord, 
thank you for guiding me through this career of serving, leading, and teaching. And I pray that um, this podcast has been helps you to be reflective, where you can say, Lord, I see a thread of your grace. I see a thread of your love and your gifting in each situation and each job that I've had. Um, Thank you for making it a career and thank you for infusing me with calling and purpose. All right. Uh, man, I, I want to get into the next stuff, but I'm going to save it for next week. I'm going to save the principles for how to evaluate um, a your your occupation, a career choice, uh, biblically and according to biblical principles. So make sure you come back next week as we continue our series on the Bible and career choices, the Bible and work. All right. This is Lee Fuller, and I'll talk to you next time.